the Lord is the audience. Now, what he saw was king, uh, the king of kings. He saw the king of kings who was listening to the seraphims give praise. The Bible said that his train filled the temple. And, and so the audience, the true audience is not you and I. We don't come to worship to be the audience. We don't come to worship to be spectators. We are participants of the worship. Whether we know the song that's being sung or not, we, if we listen, we'll learn the song. Just like when we listen to other songs, we, we catch the beat of it. And after a while, we find ourselves grooving with that. And so it's the same in the church. It's not different. You know, uh, one thing we don't do, and that is to uh, drive. But uh, worship is something that you lead. You lead in worship. You don't drive the worship. You lead the worship. And so we're going to go on into the word of God. And let's bear that in mind. Certainly excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm excited about what he is going to do. I, I was just thinking about the goodness of God. And as I kneeled in, in prayer, it was just overpowered. Uh, I want to say overwhelmed, overpowered, whatever you want. The spirit of the Lord moved up on me. And I thank God for the moving of his spirit. Let's direct our attention to the book of Psalms. That is the Psalms 34, beginning at the eighth verse. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Uh, text somebody and, and let them know that the Lord is good. Maybe they need a reminder. Certainly uh, you have probably needed to be reminded that God is good and it's, it's not a cliche. The Lord is good. Bless is the man that trusts in him. Job 12 and 11 says, do not the ear try words and the mouth taste his meat. Proverbs 15 and 23, it says, a man have joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good is it? Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2 and 20 says, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Are you with me? Are you with me? I need to know that you're with me. Okay. I need to know that you're with me. As a matter of fact, come over here. The Lord is in his holy temple. Things need to, it must be in order. God is in his holy temple. Let all the earth 
keep silent before him. Let all the earth keep silent before him. The Bible goes on to tell us in Nehemiah. And Ezra blessed the Lord. The great God. The, the sovereign God, the only true and living God. And all the people answered and said, Amen. Amen. With lifting up their hands. This is where we get our, we lift up our hands. We worship him. They bowed their heads. Sometimes you, you come into the service and you might see us with our, with our heads bowed down and worshiping the Lord, just humble by his presence. And they worship the Lord with their face to the ground. Just as a thought this morning, I want to talk about a word from the Lord. A word from the Lord makes the difference. Oh, yes. His word makes a difference. It doesn't have to be a, a multitude of words that you hear. Now, I, I may use a lot of words to get the point across. And you may use a lot of words to get the point across. And you might use a lot of words to get the point across. We use a lot of words. You know, and then there are times, you know, as, as parents, that your mom can give you a look and get the point across. Is that right? Uh-huh. And sometimes your dad might give you a look. My, my son, when we were in, in service, uh, he would be rolling his eyes everywhere because he, he's sitting on that row uh, doing something that he shouldn't be doing. And his and he knew that I might look up any moment. And and as soon as that eye contact was made, he, he, he get the bug eyes and they just start rolling all over the place. So, you know, a word. So a word can be spoken. It can be uh, visual. It could be demonstrative. The pointing of a finger is a word. A word or idioms are a group of words with individual or meaningful words enhancing the prior and proceeding word from the speaker's mouth. In this case, we're talking about God. Now, the Bible said in, on the day of Pentecost that, that as Peter was ministering the word, it said that it, it, with many other words that he was encouraging them. He was exhorting them to save themselves from this untorn generation. God doesn't have to use a lot of words. He may just use one word. But I also heard in the word of God that the Bible said that that this one word and it was a, a, a sentence, a commandment. So with idioms are grouped together of words with individual and meaningful words enhancing the prior word. It is a word. Deuteronomy 8, uh, beginning at the first verse, said, all the commandments which I command thee this day, this 12th day of March, 2023. 
all the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers that thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. He led you these 40 years, 40 years you've been in this situation. And he did it to humble you, to prove you, so that you would know what's in your heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments, some of your situations is to allow you, not God, but you to understand what you are made of. What's going on with you this morning? What's happening with you? What's going on inside of you? The, the situation evolved. You thought it was the devil. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus against you. You know, all these different things that, that people say, that's the devil has been. I don't know why I'm in the, why things are happening to me because God is allowing things to happen. It's not the devil, but God has allowed things to happen so that you will know what is in your heart. When we are stressed, you know, you, you have your kitchen sponge. Your sponge absorb whatever it's near, water, milk, chocolate milk, okay. Soda, whatever is near that, that it absorbs that. And as it absorbs it, when you squeeze that sponge, Whatever it has absorbed is going to come out of it. This is why it's important that when you're on Instagram, when you're on Facebook, TikTok, whatever other media platform that you choose to use, and they drop in the F-bomb, they MFing, and all of these don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about and they dropping all this other stuff, it's going into your spirit. And eventually it will come out of your spirit if it has not been removed. And he humbled thee, third verse, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. And he fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not. You don't even know where that that manna came from. You, you're guessing at it, but, but you don't know where it actually came from until someone, he gave you manna. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee to know that man, you and I, male or female, because you're one or the other, you, there, there's not a, a um, what do they call it? The... Um, they don't want to be identified as a, a he or a she or they want to be in a, identified as a that and a it. I don't know. 
But listen, if you if God created you, you have a vagina, you're female. If God created you, you have a penis, you are a male. Okay. Now, what you do with those things is a different conversation for another time. But he created male and female. That is what the Bible says. You say you believe in God. That's what the Bible said. That's what his word says. He created male and female. Now, we'll get to the uh, non-gender. There it is. A part of things when we cross over out of time into eternity. Listen. That thou mightest know, neither thy fathers know, that he that he might make thee to know that man shall not live by bread alone. You're not going to live by bread alone. You're not going to eat P&J uh, and, and, and be good. You're not going to have bologna for those that like bologna or turkey or salami, whatever your preference is. Uh, you're not going to live by that alone. Broccoli, whether you're vegetarian, you, you're not going to live by that by itself. That's not is sufficient for the natural body, but not the spirit man. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doeth man live. Now, Jesus referred to Deuteronomy uh, in, in his ministry. He said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Those that, that say, well, uh, um, the Old Testament is, is null and, and void. You know, Jesus fulfilled the, the Newer Testament. Uh, you need to understand if you're reading the scriptures of the New Testament and what they're quoting, they are quoting from the Old Testament. The true source of our survival is not the food not the job or the person next to you. Our dependency should be upon the word of God. Husbands, uh, when you read in the, the scripture where they were seeking to start a family, baby, I love you, let's start a family. Let's, uh, we're gonna build a house, a white picket fence, you know, whatever, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna live here. We're gonna take over this, you know, and he came with a diary. Uh, because he, he knew he wanted to get married. And so he had substance. So that when she left home, she would not miss being there. Well, she may miss her mom. She may miss her dad, but she should not be missing a bed to sleep in. She should not be missing a car, her own car to drive if that's her desire. She should not be missing uh, the food that she could walk and open the refrigerator up and find something there to snack on or whatever her heart's desire. They had a diary. And so, oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. Ladies, uh, he that findeth a wife, meaning that she's already prepared. She has already prepared herself for the position mentally, emotionally, physically for that role. And so she knows how to spend the diary properly to go out and make it wise investments to buy property to shop around and come back you know and and uh the man at the gate the other brothers said man you have a good woman i, I wish i had one like that i don't want yours but I, I want one that's similar with those characteristics mighty god
The true source of our survival is not the food, not the job, the person next to you, or the dependency, but our dependency on the word of God. Now, Lazarus, Lazarus had family. Lazarus had friends. Lazarus had food and a place to live. But Lazarus became sick. And maybe you have experienced some sickness uh, recently, maybe in the past. Lazarus became sick. Uh, this sick uh, impacted, his family was impacted by his sickness. His friends were impacted by his sickness. His finances were impacted by the sickness. None of those things could help Lazarus in his sickness. Sometimes we fall into situations and we need help. If it hasn't happened yet, keep living because it will happen. The day came, it could be a bad headache. I've known people that have had migraines that incapacitated them. Migraines that they had to pull the car over and sit there until the migraine subsided enough so that they can continue on and make it home. It could be a cramp that have you incapacitated. It could be something that shuts you down. Lazarus was impacted by the sickness. None of the things that Lazarus had could help him. When we fall into those situations, you don't reach for your car keys to make you feel better. You don't you don't look at your bank account to make you feel better. Some of us, it might make us a little more sick. We don't we don't, you know, maybe our dog or our cat might come in and lay next to us, you know, or uh, there's a little comfort because they feel in it. They, they feel the, the tension. They feel that something is going on. But uh, but hey. When you when you're feeling it. When you're feeling it. When you're feeling it. And so those things do, do not help us as things are happening. The day came when family, friends, money, a bowl of soup wasn't going to do it. Family and friends were grieved. In their conversation, Jesus said unto, unto one of the sisters, said, listen, I am the resurrection. We're going to cut through the chase here because they were grieving. He said, I am the resurrection. I want you to know that, that I, I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the life. I'm what caused all things to exist. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That you want that light to stay lit in you, whether you are in time or out of time. And he that believeth in me, 
though he were dead. I need you to underline that. He that believeth in me, though he was dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? Lord is asking a question. Now I'm asking the same question. Do you believe his word this morning? Do you believe what God is saying? And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. He didn't tell everybody to, to come forth. I was watching a crazy movie uh, yesterday and this, this, this man was given some power from some aliens on an, and they said if he didn't use the power correctly that in the next 10 days they would destroy the earth, you know, and so I won't go no more into that. But, but he realized that he had some power. And so with the wave of his hand and what he desired, he, he said uh, he was trying to erase a, a catastrophic event that occurred, a bombing uh, that had occurred. And he said, let everybody that, that's dead come alive. And so the centuries of people was climbing out the grave and, and zombieing up the street. And when he realized that, he, he said, let, let it be as it was. But listen, Jesus didn't do that. He was very specific. And he spoke to Lazarus. He spoke to Lazarus alone. Lazarus was dead. But the Bible said that he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Lazarus believed in God. He believed his word. And though the sickness overwhelmed him and he died, he lived because he heard the word and the word triggered what was in his spirit, not dormant, not just their sleep, but it triggered what was in his spirit. Lazarus situation, sickness, his family hoping he'd get well, then death an, an, uh, occurred until the Lord said, come forth. When the Lord sent a word that changed everything. He could not get up. Uh, his conscious awareness was there. There was nothing that he could do except be there and exist in a state in which he was in death. Resting. Sleep. When the Lord sends a word, everything must step back. It has to give way. Death had to step aside. It had to give way. It had to make room. Darkness became light. Who is this that coming from me? Uh, you have to get into the book of Isaiah to see that. The Bible tells us that, that Jesus told them, he said, listen here. He said, as Jonah was in the belly of the well, so shall the son of man be. And so the grave became a paradise in that moment. When Jesus uh, gave up the ghost and went down and preached to those that was sometime disobedient. 
including the thief on the cross. He didn't ascend into glory. He went down in the grave and preached to those that were sometimes disobedient. He told the thief on the cross, this day shall you be with me in paradise. Where did he go? Down to the grave and preached to those that were sometimes disobedient. The thief was there in the assembly. The thief was there listening to the word of God being ministered in that moment. So was Judas. We'll come back to that. Listen. When the Lord sent the word, everything stepped back. The command was clear and it is even clear today. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. I know who my sheep are and they follow me. Who are his sheep? Those that are following him. If you are not following the Lord this morning, uh, you can declare how much you know him. But if you're not following him, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Are you following him? Because if you're not following him and he gave unto them eternal life, you lacking something. That they should never perish, you lacking something. Neither shall any man pluck them away out of my hand. You are lacking something. My sheep know my voice and I know them and they follow me. God sent the church a prophetic word. Yes, he did. He sent the church a prophetic word. Many people are walking around to my, I need a, I need a word from the Lord. We need a word from the Lord. A word from the Lord. I need a, I need someone to come and prophesy and tell me what God has said. No, you need to get in the word of God and read what his word is saying. You need to get in the word of God. See what his word is saying and prayerfully God will speak to your heart and direct you. So for those that you need a prophetic word, we're talking about the word of God this morning. When God sends a word. As the rain cometh down, God sending a word. And as the snow from the heavens, God is sending a word. And return not thither. It, it, when the rain comes down, the, the snow comes down, it, but it waters the earth. It has a purpose. And it make it bring forth and bud with that purpose that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. My word is like the rain. When the word is from the Lord, it's like the snow. It goes forth and it comes down to accomplish what needs to be done. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It is not going to go out empty. But it's going to fulfill. It's, it has hope. It is obedient to whatever I say needs to be done. It's going to accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing where. I sent it. I sent you a word. Sent you a word. 
sent you a word. I sent you a word and it's going to accomplish what I needed to accomplish. You have to allow it. You can resist the word. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us to resist the devil while calling upon the name of Jesus. It doesn't say resist him. The Bible said, I take no pleasure in the spirit that draw back from him. Some of y'all is drawn back from God. Some of y'all is, is pushing God away. Some of y'all are saying, no, 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 wait a minute. In my time, and God is saying, no, no, this is the time right now. In the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. That's why the children of Israel was wondering for 40 years. They had hearts that had become hardened. But not this morning. Not this morning. Not this morning. For ye shall go out with joy and be led with the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. Why? Because you received the word. You believe the word. You embrace the word. And it's going to break forth before you and sing in and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands and praise and honor. All of these idioms are building on each other to provide a sure word from the Lord. A dependable word. A faithful word a joyful word, a powerful word. The Bible said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. But we have to stop and taste the word of the Lord. And we have to trust in what God is saying in order to be blessed. It said, do not the ear hear, the ear try the words. What you hear, you examine it. What you hear, you check it out. Uh, you know, in the mouth, taste its meat. Uh, I was out last night with uh, uh, my brothers and sisters of uh, uh, the gospel, and you know, we were having a good meal and, and some fettuccine and, and you know, some shrimp and, and lobster, and uh, you know, and, just, and celebrating uh, a birthday. And and so as we were out. And celebrate, you know, as, as we was eating, we were tasting the food. We weren't just putting it in our throats and, and you know, and, and guzzling it down. But you stop to taste it. You stop to savor the moment of what you're eating. You're trying, you want to you wanna taste and, and, and enjoy the, the seasonings that has been applied to the food. We need to do the same thing with the word of God. We need to take a bite of his word and savor the food and the seasoning that has been applied to the word of God. The Bible tells us that, that we ought to season our words with grace. The word of God comes to us and it is seasoned with grace. It is seasoned with mercy. Thank you, Lord. You know, it was seasoned with his anointing. The Bible said and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off the shoulder and his yoke from off the neck and ye shall, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. His word is seasoned. Unlike the foods that we eat, we ingest naturally a food that has all type of preservatives and you know we you can pick up a canned good and it can sit on the on the on the shelf for, for three, four, five, and six years. Food contains large amount of sodium. 
in other words, you cannot, uh, that you can't even pronounce. Now, I need y'all praying right now. I need you praying right now. I need you praying right now. Bless your Lord God. Uh, it has stuff in it. Stuff in it that that causes and adds uh, conditions instead of nurturing the body. His word flushes the spirit of man. The Bible tells us in John 15 and three. Now are ye cleansed through the word which I have spoken unto you. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The word of God tell us that now are you cleansed through the word which I have spoken unto you. That ye might, Ephesians says, that ye might be might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of his word. Thank you, Lord. The Bible tell us to taste and see that his word is good. You ought to tell the Lord, Lord, your word is good. Your word is good. We're going to stop right here in the word. And while we're in prayer, we're going to let this song pray while you're yet praying with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God.
the Lord. Let the church say amen to the word of God. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you, mighty God. We stand on a sure word. We stand on a sure word of prophecy. We stand on a sure word of, of what God is saying. The Bible said in Nehemiah, it said in Ezra, bless the Lord. And that's what we're, I, I want you to really hold on to this. And Ezra, bless the Lord. He blessed Lord, the great God, and all the people answered and said, Amen. Thank you, Lord. This is a word. This is a word from the Lord. Now, for those that that don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you. Because in even as the word of God goes forth, the enemy will attack. And you can't do nothing without God's permission. He can't do nothing without his permission. No. Uh-uh. But our response, our response in that moment is what makes a difference. He could have and he would have, but he couldn't. He would have tried to shut it all down, but he couldn't because we just stopped and start praying. We know what to do. When the enemy come in, the Bible said when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard. A standard was lifted up. Thank you, Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. A standard will be lifted up. Let's hold on to the word of the Lord, a word from the Lord. A man, woman, boy, girl has joy by the answer of his mouth. In this instance, we're talking about the mouth of the Lord and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? God bless you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell somebody about the word of God. Share with someone the, the, the broadcast so that they can be blessed. Listen, if you're looking for a church home growth and ministry, and you're in the Los Angeles County, San Bernardino County, Riverside County, we're centrally located of, at your uh, availability. Amen. God bless you.